As we're gathered here tonight, uh, we're here to celebrate the beautiful Feast of the Assumption, which is officially tomorrow, uh, but we're celebrating today on this beautiful Sunday. And so let's just offer up all of our prayers, our intentions up to our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So this is my first 7 p.m. Mass here at Mother of God, and it's just a blessing to be here. Um, And it's a blessing to call this place home now for the next three years. And I'm just really grateful to be here with you as your priest. And Father Brian and I are very excited to serve you and to just uh, minister to you. And so it's what a beautiful grace on this Feast of the Assumption that we're here at Mother of God. It's a very special name. You know, there's not a lot of churches that are named after Mary. And we're probably, we are the only Chaldean church here in Michigan that's named after Mary. And so we should really take pride in that and be proud of this church and be proud of who we are representing. And that's our Blessed Mother. So Jesus uh, gives us two very important lines in the Gospel. He's speaking to his disciples and to the people And he says, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven, that's my brother, that's my sister, that's my mother. And then he says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And so Jesus is really pointing to us today to listen to him and to do his will. That's the main point of his message, to listen to the Lord and to do his will. And when I think of of who... Who is the best example of who did God's will? And the number one person that comes to mind is the Blessed Mother and how she just did God's will perfectly. If you didn't know, but Mary, in her very last words in the Bible, are very important. And you think about some of our loved ones. If you've ever had a loved one that's passed away, especially if it was someone who was older, sometimes we ask, you know, what was the last thing they said? What was the very last thing they said to you? And Mary's last words in the scriptures that are recorded, obviously she probably had other words that were not recorded, but I think this is very specific and there's an intention to this. Her last words are at the wedding at Cana, where Jesus changes water into wine. And the very last words that are recorded of Mary is when she tells the servants, do whatever he tells you. Those are her last words. Do whatever he tells you. And so, I think that's so very important in our lives. To do whatever God tells us. Do whatever the Lord is asking of us. To do His will. And I think Mary is the perfect model and example of this because she's the most perfect woman that ever walked this earth. I love my mom too. She has great food, so she's perfect too. (laughs) But Mary is the most perfect woman. One, she does God's will in a very courageous way. In the time of Israel, if you were a teenager and you became pregnant and no one knew how you became pregnant, people would have thought that she was an adulteress and she could have been stoned to death. That's literally what could have happened to Mary. She could have been stoned to death. But in her courage, she doesn't fall away in fear. 
She continues to do God's will. She continues to say yes to the Lord, to accept this beautiful mission, this beautiful vocation that God gave her to be the mother of God. And how much courage do we need today in our faith, in our lives? Sometimes when we hear that word of courage in our faith, we think, oh, we need to stand up and stand up for my faith and I need to be courageous. And yes, that's one side of being courageous. But another side of being courageous in our faith is saying no to sin when everybody else is saying yes. Saying no to sin when everyone else is saying yes. St. Paul has a beautiful line in scripture. He says, they will call good evil and evil good. And what's happening in our world today? Everything that used to be evil is now alasas good. Okay? That's what's happening. And so we need to have the courage to stand up. And it's not to stand up in people's faces and say, oh, you're a sinner. Stop doing that. But it's to point at ourselves first. That's what it means to be courageous. To point at myself first before I start pointing at other people and pointing out their sins. To look within myself and to challenge myself and to be courageous in myself first in my own personal sins before I call other people out. I think another way of just doing God's will that we need courage in is the so, so many people who are called to the religious life or to the priesthood and not having this courage to let go. I see it. You know, we have this vocation, we feel this call from God to do something different with our lives, but we become so attached to this world, to our comfort. We don't know how it's even possible to let go of the things that we have. But Mary let go of everything. Mary gave everything. And that's how courageous she was. Another way that I think Mary really exemplifies how to do God's will is her silence. We always talk about St. Joseph being the silent man, being the man with very few words, but so was our Blessed Mother. There's not a lot of words in the scriptures that, that Mary says other than the beginning of the Gospels. And a beautiful line in the Gospels is whenever Mary goes through something, it says that she pondered these things in her heart. That means Mary took time for silence. Mary took time to sit, to ponder, to meditate. And how much are we in need of that? I mean, how are we even going to know what God wants of us or what His will is if I'm not even taking time to listen to Him? We have to listen to him. And Jesus says that. He, say, he says, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So before I can do God's will, I have to hear his will. I have to listen to his will. And then I can do it. But we're so preoccupied. And I'm going to confess um, maybe a sin to you right now. These YouTube shorts, oh my goodness. I need to delete YouTube from my phone. <laughs> Because it's such a distraction, you know? We just turn on social media, we turn on even just something simple as YouTube, and after five minutes turns into an hour, we don't know what happened to our time. And imagine how much different that time could have been spent if I didn't even look at my phone, if I didn't even grab my phone. We need this silence in order to listen to God. And the last thing that Mary really exemplifies is her perseverance. Perseverance. 
She stays with Jesus all of her life, even to the point of her cross. This is a big temptation for us in our lives is when we're not feeling God or we're not feeling our faith to kind of fall away, to kind of just give up. And I see that especially uh, in the summer because we can be so distracted in the summer with our parties and our vacations and, and the lake and the boat and the pool, right, which are fun things. But before I can give my life towards pleasure and towards fun, I need to give my life to God first. I always think, you know, one thing that makes me go crazy is when people go on vacation and don't go to Mass. Just because we're on vacation, it doesn't mean we're on a vacation from our faith or on a vacation from my relationship with God. And we just think, like, if you've ever planned a pilgrimage, let's say you've gone to, like, Europe or you've gone towards Lebanon, and we call these travel agencies and we plan these entire trips and we go to Miami or we go to Las Vegas and I don't go to Las Vegas or Miami, but you might do that. <laughs> but we go to these places, right? And we look up reviews and we look up these places to eat and to go out. I mean, how hard is it to type in Catholic Church into Google? Literally, the Uber that took you to your club Saturday night is the same Uber that can take you to church Sunday morning. It knows how to go to church. And we need to offer that to God because we go on these vacations and we forget God. It's like we leave God at the airport and then when we come back, it's like, okay, I'm ready to be faithful again. I mean, what kind of life is that? That's not perseverance. That's not staying with the Lord. That's not doing His will at all times. And so we need to stay with Jesus. We need to persevere in our faith no matter how hard it gets. Now, I was just thinking of sometimes in our faith, it gets difficult. You know, sometimes we're going to be great at praying and going to adoration and going to Mass and praying our rosary and listening to worship music, and other times it's going to be harder. Well, it's better to give God little than to give God nothing. We need to persevere. I want to read a beautiful quote from St. Maximilian Kolbe. Today is actually his feast day. Uh, St. Maximilian Kolbe is a Franciscan priest, and he's a martyr. He, he died in Auschwitz in a concentration camp. He was in the camp, and there was another man that they were about to kill, and he cried out, My wife, my children! And so Father Maximilian Kolbe offered his life instead of the life of the man. And how do we know that? That man survived. He ended up leaving the concentration camp and was able to tell the story. And so the priest, St. Maximilian Kolbe, gave his life instead of this man. And he has an amazing quote, and I want to read it to you. It's a little long. He says, Modern times are dominated by Satan and will be more so in the future. The conflict with hell cannot be engaged by men, even the most clever. The Blessed Virgin Mary alone has from God the promise of victory over Satan. However, assumed into heaven, the Mother of God now requires our cooperation. She seeks souls who will consecrate themselves entirely to her, who will become in her hands effective instruments for the defeat of Satan and the spreading of God's kingdom upon earth. I want to focus on two things there in this closing, this conclusion. 
He says modern times are dominated by Satan and will be more so in the future. He died over a hundred years ago. Almost a hundred years ago he died. So he's talking about his own time is being dominated by Satan and in the future it's going to be worse. And we're living in a time, and Bishop Francis said this the other day, he said we can't call this culture Christian anymore. We can't call this country Christian. This is a pagan country. This is an atheistic country. That's what we're living in. And I love what he says. He says, Mary is assumed into heaven, and now she requires our cooperation. St. Paul said in today's uh, letter that the the head of Satan will be crushed. One of the most beautiful images of Mary, and we have it in the beautiful statue right here, the huge Mary, is Mary stepping on the serpent. She's stepping on the serpent because she undoes what Eve did. Eve was tempted to eat the fruit by the serpent, and Mary comes and crushes that head of the serpent with her beautiful vocation and her beautiful motherhood and so we need to trust in her that in order to be courageous in order to live in silence in order to persevere we need mary and protestants hate when we say that right they think we worship mary saint maximilian colby has a beautiful quote he says never be afraid of loving mary too much because you can never love her as much as jesus does a beautiful thing We can never love Mary as much as Jesus does. That's his mom, and she's ours too. And so let's call upon her today so that we would do God's will the way she did and not be afraid to live completely for God and to be courageous in our decisions. Amen.